why does it seem like a narcissist wants to fight for their kids after the relationship? Maybe you've been in a relationship with a toxic person, with a narcissist, and he didn't even sign the, the birth certificate. He wasn't even there for the birth. He wasn't even there for the first year, first three years of the child's life because of work, because of obligations, because of everything else, but not because like he was actually showing up in the relationship. Do you have this in your life? We see this very consistently. A lot of the clients that I work with like come to the table when we're dealing with kids, and it's, it's in the same kind of format. Now, if they've been with a toxic person and he's typically got to the place where he's ignored the kids or he doesn't even care about the kids for a long period of time, not just like he wasn't present for a week because of a business trip, more like he wasn't present for a year or three years or six months of like being in the house, but no contact, like not even talking to the other person, silent treatment all over the place. We see this, like there might be a piece of, like there might be several of you that are watching this are like, oh, that's me. But then it changes. It changes when you get to the place where you're like, I'm going to file for divorce. I'm going to actually separate. I'm going to move these lives apart because of how he's treating me, because of what's happening, because of my growth, all these different pieces. And then it switches. And then that person who seemed completely disconnected all of a sudden switches overnight to be the person that is so invested in your kids. You're like, where was this guy the entire time? Like, where was this person that was actually cared about me and cared about our kids the entire time? How is he gone? Like, how is it just completely switched around? Doesn't make sense, right? What we see is when people start to move into the divorce proceedings or separation, we see it get extremely messy. We see it get long and drawn out. One of the things with people going into it is they get into a place with mediation. A lot of times early on, some states you have to do it, some states you don't, but they get into mediation early on that just drags and prolongs the process even more. Typically, my advice to people is when you're going in a divorce proceeding with a narcissist and going in there with dealing with kids and fighting for custody, all those types of things, like skip the mediation. Don't even worry about it. Nine times out of 10, it typically wastes more time going through mediation than it does going straight for divorce. A lot of times mediation can take a year and then divorce a year. Knock out one and then get out just in one year. Like there's a lot of different nuances to it, but this is what we see consistently. But this aspect of like, why won't he actually let go? Because he hasn't been involved in his life for several years. And all of a sudden he's like, no, I want 50-50 now. Like, I want to be an active parent. Like, I am an active parent. I'm a great parent. All these things, you're like, where was this? Like, you haven't even shown up. You've never even changed one diaper. You've never even, like, showed up for their games. You've never even showed up for anything. And you start to realize there's this big incongruency at the end of the relationship that a narcissist will change to be able to modify and to be able to show up in a different way, making you think that they've either changed or that they're better or that you're the crazy one. Typically, when we're talking about kids and narcissists and custody battles and, and all different types of pieces with, with, with that, comes down to two things, image and money. The narcissist cares more about their image of how he actually looks to public, how he actually looks to his friends and family, how he looks to his coworkers, how he looks to his religious organization because he's still a good dad and still works with his kids. And there's also the piece of money. That a lot of times a narcissist doesn't want you to have 100% custody for the sole reason because then they'd have to dole out more money to you. That's it. And so there's a lot of times that a narcissist will fight you and will all of a sudden come after the kids, like come after like wanting the kids when they've never wanted them before. Custody gets really sticky sometimes. 
Because what you show up to the custody battle saying you want is the one thing you'll never get. Because the narcissist knows, hey, if this is what she wants, I'm going to control her. I'm going to pull it back so she actually doesn't get what she wants. There's a lot of different pieces that kind of walk into this. Like, first off, like one of the things that I would say is like, if you're in custody battle or you're going into custody battle or you're going into the divorce proceedings with kids, first thing to understand is like early on, start working on the BIF method. Brief, informative, friendly, and firm as a communication model, as a communication matrix for communicating to that other person, for being able to exchange information, okay? Because if you use the BIF model before divorce, a lot of times this will like put you in a positive light to help you move forward with the most positive outcome for custody of the kids. Now, the reason why I say that is because a lot of times people talk about gray rocking. Caveat, gray rocking, I believe, only works 50% of the time from what we've seen. Like for one person, it ramps them up and it makes them even more abusive, more aggressive. For another person, it makes them disinterested and they walk away. But I've only seen it work like 50% of the time. The other thing is going into a court proceeding and you've been gray rocking for a period of time, from the judge's perspective or the court's perspective, a lot of times it can look like you're being toxic because you're limiting with such like one word answers, like very, very small, uninterested. And they can be like, well, it doesn't seem like you're cooperating. When in reality, you're trying to limit like how much of that toxicity is actually seeping in, but they're not always going to see that. So you have to be really careful about that. So I would recommend using the BIF method. If you haven't already, I would follow Judge Anthony or Anthony Bompiani because he talks specifically about custody battles, custody cases, going into divorce, uh, going into court, all those different things from the judge perspective, while also talking about narcissism at the same time. It's a really awesome combination. He does a really great job explaining and giving information to help people move forward in the most healthiest way possible. Like you have to be able to understand like narcissists will fight for their kids, not for you and not for the kids, but for their own image of how this actually makes them look in the moment. How it makes them look like a better dad, the Disneyland dad, the wonderful mom, like whoever it might be of making them look at a place of like, hey, I am a good person. The narcissist doesn't want to admit that they're not a good person. Like a narcissist doesn't want to admit like, hey, I didn't show up for their lives, but now I am, which means I've always shown up for their lives. Like they don't want to be able to admit the things that they've done wrong. So what do you actually see? Real life examples? There's a narcissist that'll fight for his kids. And then as soon as he gets 50, 50% custody, he typically picks them up, goes over and drops them off at his parents or at his girlfriend's house so he can go do what he wants because he doesn't actually care about your kids. He's more excited to have the 50, so he looks like a good dad, so he saves money, and he passes them off to someone else because the kids are still an inconvenience to him. Doesn't actually help him, doesn't actually give him image or money, so why have them in his life? But he doesn't want to have that look bad if he doesn't have the kids, so he has the kids and then passes them off. Real life example. Second one, uh, uh, fights for custody. Narcissist that fights, fights for custody, but he works third shift. So he never sees the kids. Like the kids are there, but it's never because they, he actually sees. Like his girlfriend interacts more with them than he does. But he wants the kids because he wants to be that great dad, right? That's what he tells you. That's what he tells everybody else. But the problem is he's not actually demonstrating it. He's not actually showing up because the kids at that point don't actually matter. Now, they could work on different custody, different different schedules, different pieces like that. That's not the point. The point is that he actually doesn't care. He's fighting for stuff that he can't actually utilize, that he can't actually work with. 
But at the end of the day, it's like, I just want to do this to be able to take them from you so that you don't get what you want. And that's a lot of times what we see narcissists do at the end of relationship is fight for the kids just to hurt you, just to impact you in a negative way. A lot of times people that I talk to, like clients, they're like, like he knows that if he does this, he's going to hurt me. I'm like, that's why he's doing it. There's not really another better or good explanation for it. But like when you tell a narcissist, when a narcissist knows in the custody or in the divorce proceedings what you want, it's typically the one thing you won't get. Going in sometimes with a list of things of what you actually want can sometimes be the worst thing. Because then that's the one thing that's his list of knowing this is what I don't give. Just to spite you. Just to make it awful for you. So what do kids actually look like for a narcissist? I've kind of mentioned it throughout this, but I want to highlight it really quick. Uh, kids for a narcissist oftentimes are an inconvenience. You're either not helping me with my image of money, you're not making me look good or feel good about myself, so you're an inconvenience. You're just a bother. Also, a lot of times they'll look at them as a liability. You're a waste of time. Like you're a person that is just eating up money. You're not really a person that makes a lot of sense to have in my life because you're not helping me be something better than what I am. Now again, going back to the image piece. Narcissists will fight for the kids for image and money. That piece of control of like, I'm controlling the situation, I'm controlling you, I'm controlling you through the kids, and I'm, I look good in doing it. And society praises me for being a single dad. And society is really glad that I'm actually showing up when he hasn't shown up at all. Two things that you can leverage going into custody. Is their image and is their money. How you do that can be on multiple different ways, multiple different levels. And sometimes we coach people and work people through the situation. But going into those battles, a lot of times image and money is the core driver for the majority of narcissists. We've had people that have sacrificed and given up child support to be able to get 100% custody, basically having to buy their kids. Of like, okay, I'll take less money from you if I get full custody. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. It doesn't work that easy, but that's the process of getting to the place where the person is like, oh, this makes more sense for you to do this because it saves me money, because it saves the things that I want it to save. This is what we see and this is what happens all the time in a narcissist relationship. Are you in a relationship or getting out of a relationship right now where the narcissist is fighting for the kids but has never shown up before? You need to understand it's not a change of heart. It's a change of manipulation. If you want more guidance, if you want to talk about this, you can go to rawmotivations.com, click on the one-on-ones. would love to help you move forward in your healing, in your growth, to be able to find who you are, the direction you're going, to be able to break free of the toxicity and continue to maximize your growth, your potential to be that beacon of light that's going to help your kids through this trying times. If you haven't already, like and subscribe. would love to interact with you on the channel, and we'll see you next time.